everybody. Welcome to Read This, Read That. I'm Jackie Reed. My play cousin Joy Ann Reed is not here today because unfortunately she had a death in her family. And, you know, Joy is very dedicated not only to her work but to her family. And um, she had to travel to be there for them and support them through this difficult time. Um, and she being supported because it was her family member. But sitting in for Joanne is our friend and fellow play cousin, Chris Witherspoon, and his eyebrows. <laughs> Hello. 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 You know. I'm so happy to be here. I love it when you're here. You know, I, like I said, I, I never turn down the chance to be on this podcast because there's always a good sip, sip situation. Yes. And you just can't do that in life. No. So I'm glad to be here. Clink, clink. Let's clink it because we just had a situation which we're not going to go into detail no, with. Not today. But we were just like a little shook by it. But <laughs> mm-hmm. we just going to let it go. Not today, Satan. Not today, Satan, you and <laughs> we're gonna let it go. We're gonna wait. Let me take it. Let me take two gulps throughout. Yeah, I'm gonna need two gulps <laughs> throughout the podcast. Y'all can't see that at home. But oh yes, my that, god, yes, you know why. Mm. Big, gulps. Big gulps, okay. Yes, so usually this is the time where we do a wind down. Mm-hmm. Um, and we are drinking from the Sterling Vineyard, their sparkling rose, which is a favorite of Joanne's. It's, and it's I, I think you've spot. had it's yeah, so good. It's perfect. And it's summertime. And it's so hot right now in New right. York. Like it feels like it's 95 with humidity, although it's not that high, it feels really humid. So you this is get, but you're a hot, you're a hot person. Oh, you, I'm always oily and sweaty. Right. You always <laughs> are like, you know, I, I don't I'm like always warm. cold. Mm-hmm, like, look at me. Mm-hmm, I'm walking around mm-hmm, the city yep. in a denim jacket today. Even outdoors? Even outdoors. Oh my Lord. Not that I'm cold, but I'm always waiting for, like, as you walk into certain places. Yeah, like, if you get yeah. on the subway, the train is freezing. Mm-hmm. If you walk in a building in here, like, the air conditioning bothers me. Yeah. But you, not so much. But can I say one thing? Because I do a lot of, like, the the morning shows with, like, the, you know, the Today Show with Hoda and Kathy Lee. Yeah. And, and, and you, too. I've been on your show. Yeah. Um, you're, with women that are on these shows, you're dressed in, like, summer clothes sometimes almost all year round. All year like, round. Like, sleeveless dresses. Yes. And I come on, I'm wearing a suit sometimes, a button down, a tie. And are and you then hot? I'm nervous. And then I'm nervous. I'm about to go on national TV. I'm nervous. So I'm hot. I'll walk into the Today Show and, and Hoda will be like, can someone turn the AC off? It's, it's, I'm like, no, God, no, please, God, no. Because I know I'm going to be sweating and my nerves going to be bad. I'm going to be shaking. So it's like, but I'm like, well, if you put on some extra clothes instead no. of dressing like it's but the sleeveless July look, indoors. The, no, because a lot of times you'll have winter, <laughs> dr- fall and winter dresses that are sleeveless. Sleep, that are sleeveless. There'll be wool. There'll be leather. I have leather dresses that are sleeveless. That's why y'all are cold, though, because you ain't wearing no sleeves. That's not it. It shouldn't be that cold in there. You shouldn't require a jacket in your office at all times. But time. I think it's partially because some of the folks that are in there that are working, like the crew and like the cameras, it makes it even a little bit more warmer in studio when those lights are on no you know what it is it's because men are the ones that are in charge of most things most of the time when you go into the studio it's mostly men and men run their body temperatures run hotter than women so it's always colder in studios and women are typically colder than men our body temperature can i start wearing sleeveless though on tv Sleeveless garments. Men so can't I can, do that. That's not see, the that's look. Because I'm, I'm up here sweating. Ready why don't to pass you just? Why don't you wear air. a jacket with no shirt underneath? Like no tie, no sh- just. Just a, maybe a bow tie or something. <laughs> Jackie, I'm done with you. I'm done. I just got a visual. I can't. I can't. 
can't. I can't. <laughs> Try it. I mean, I would get a lot of pickup. You might say yes, you I would. would. I would definitely make Between the shade room. Between that and the eyebrows. I would make the shade room for that, which is my goal in life. <laughs> yes, so. you would. Yes, you would. But wait a minute. I, I know you can't give us details, yeah. but you have, you're have. you working on something very big, oh and we're God. all very excited about it. And when it happens, you have to come back and talk yeah. about it. Because this is going to be a game changer. It is. And I'm so excited, first of all, to even have a platform like this to come on and, dis- and discuss it. Well, I'm um, glad you appreciate this platform. I appreciate the platform. <laughs> um, I roll. That happened before. <laughs> I roll. Um, but no, I, I really do feel like um, having worked in the business for a long time, I see a need for what I'm creating. And I, I want to say that this this app really does serve the public. It's, it's for the people. It serves the people. I can tell you the name. The app is called Pop Viewers. Love and it. I'll tell you more about it in September. We're going to launch okay. September. Okay. But I'll tell you all one thing. It is It has been like getting an NBA. The process that I've been going through the last few months, wow. I poured a lot of my own money into it. Yeah. I've called on a lot of friends for advice, including Joy, including you. Yeah. Um, and then I'm actually calling on some folks that got some money, some yeah. millionaires asking folks to invest. And I'll tell you one thing, it's been also very fulfilling because in our community, in the black community, you don't see a lot of entrepreneurs in the tech space. Yes. In Silicon Valley, we have this this thing happening in New York now called Silicon Valley. And in the Alley. entertainment industry. Yes, yes. Yeah. So I'm so excited to tell you all more. I okay. hope everybody supports it because, again, it's it's for you. It's it's for the public. I'm yeah. excited. Yeah. I cannot wait. I'm so excited for you. Praise All right, be. so let's let – Praise be. Yes. We're going to talk a lot about The Handmaid's Tale today. Yes. All right, so let's wind it down and let's talk about the BET Awards. Um, we both watched. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's my family. Yep. Because I worked for uh, BET for many years doing BET Nightly News. Shout out to the BET Nightly News team. Love them. Um, so what'd you think? I gotta say, I've, I've been a fan of BET for, since, since really like the past, since the BET award started, I've been riding for this show. Mm -hmm. It's an event. I bring my friends over. We have a party. I was not impressed this year. I felt like it lacked star power. It wasn't produced really too well. And I also didn't necessarily think Jamie Hoax, Jamie Fox was the right person to host the show. Mm. I give him props for doing it. You know, it's it's hard. It's what are we gonna do with job. Jamie? But I just felt like something about it just didn't fit. It felt like they were trying too hard. And to me, the BET Awards used to be the place that kind of was. They were leading the narrative on how to do a show that wasn't conventional, that was fresh, that didn't feel stale. It felt like they were trying. Like they were trying to be cool. I felt like the musical performances were really strong. I felt like Jamie was Jamie. You yeah. know what I mean? I think that's what you get. You know, he's such an A-lister. And, you know, he just is. He yes. knows everybody in Hollywood. He mm-hmm. knows the who's who in Hollywood, so to speak. And he's so. I think he tries so hard to just be so laid back and chill. You know, like calling up um, Donald Glover on stage, which to Donald was not expecting at all so odd and just contrived well, I felt I felt awkward for Donald who's yeah. a, a bit of an introvert mm-hmm. and a, a little shy to be called out and you know what I mean in that moment Even Michael B. Jordan he called out before Donald right to come on stage and he felt like it seemed like he didn't want to be feel like that was a little plan though but he still didn't seem like he was happy to yeah. be doing it like he was uncomfortable to be doing it but I think Jamie was trying mm-hmm. to just kind of be more laid back and make it feel yeah. like oh we just all sitting around chilling I mean the thing that bothered me most of it, and I love Jamie Foxx I love when he sang, that was the best that part. Was, that was great. That, I like and that. I wish there was more of that. Agreed, agreed. But when he kept telling everybody 
to stand up. Yeah, he said, stand wake up, up, stand up, wake up. Yeah. That shows that you ain't like. doing your job. If, yeah. if you have to tell the audience that you guys ain't awake, y'all should be turning up right now, that means there's a disconnect there. You know, I've, I think about Monique. I always think about that award show when Monique hosted and came out dancing to Beyonce. Then that she came out dancing incredible. to Beyonce, Crazy in Love. Yes. I thought she should have been the perfect host. You know, the, the black community, we have this way of wrapping our arms around talent that might be controversial or not ready for the network. You know, Monique has a history to bring her back to host. That would have been so brilliant. She's been in the news. Well, the way she left BET and the things that That's she said tea, on her podcast. That's tea. I don't That's think inside that. inside tea. I don't think but they would I got some tea want. there, too. Yeah. yeah. But I still feel like it would have rated. It would have rated. It would have got to pick up everywhere because Monique probably would have addressed some things That would have taken a summit. That would have taken, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. But like before there's peace in the Middle East, I think that, you know, no, I think there would be peace in the Middle East, I should say, before Monique and BET come back together again. Let me just say two more things. There's bad blood there. I I do feel also the R&B community was not represented. Hmm. Aside from that beautiful Aretha, Amia Baker tribute. Yeah. There really wasn't any moment where I'm like, where's Jasmine Sullivan? Where are the R&B divas performing? I didn't really feel it. Well, it's a you know it's a it's a it's a different thing with music now, and you know the Migos. youth sells and, and and the music that younger people listen to. That's what BET is all about now. Yeah, you know now they have BET Her as a way to kind of push to an older audience. You mm-hmm, know it was mm-hmm. centric, and I think they were trying to skew do something that skewed toward a, 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 a an older audience. But I think that BET is. You know, it's for a younger audience. Yeah. And so, you know, I thought that um, hers performance was incredible. That was phenomenal. That I was didn't, phenomenal. I didn't, you know, expect for her. To, I've never seen her live. Nor have I've I. I've heard her on the radio, yeah. but I was completely blown, blown away, away by her performance. Like her, she did it. She yeah. did it. Um, but, you know, I got to say, back to your point about them going for a younger audience, I saw some numbers. They brought in 4.3 million viewers. Mm. It was the top social program of the night. 2.1 million mentions on Facebook and Twitter. And video streams were up 158% as opposed to last year. So that so means next at, year they're not going to change anything. Yeah, and you look at, I think, and that And Jamie that Fox number, will be back. Ooh, who? <laughs> said they're going to do the same thing if they're getting those kinds of numbers yeah yeah Jamie they're going to do the same thing but i think i think to your point the younger audience at bet is watching because those streaming numbers up 158 yeah. percent that's huge it's huge. that's the, that's where you can put your 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 commercial banners your advertisements all before they play like, like on pre-roll but i will say also i feel like they were like thirsty for cash because i kept seeing like a nissan banner like behind people performing on stage but I that's recall. everywhere everything is sponsored everything is, I recall that for the NAACP Awards, but not for the BET Awards. I used to see McDonald's awards presented for McDonald's at the BET Awards. It felt like they were truly all, trying to pay the bills. All of with those the award awards show. are so heavily sponsored. True, and you true. know it is. But I have to, I have to bring up one pet peeve. Okay, that after award show, you know, we we got through award show season, and you know, this is kind of the like you said, the kickoff to summer. BET stands out yep. separately from with music awards, but. I've had it with DJ Khaled and the baby. Oh, my God. Me too. I cannot. I mean, listen, I know that he loves his son. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I, he's probably a great dad. Mm-hmm. But I think I'm like one award show away from calling child services. I agree. Because also, does this baby have a schedule? On. He only had them on for a second. Oh, okay. And then they were off. I stopped looking at him. And at I'm like, it has like, to be too loud here? in there yeah. for a baby. Yeah. I mean, Brianna, you had a baby. Would you have your baby at the BET Awards on the front row? 
Right. <laughs> See, and that's because you, know you want to no. know. What? I have a six-year-old son, and I was, you know, I was going to award shows and events back then, and he was, you know, a big part of my life. But I would never have brought him there. And I also feel like at a certain point, it seems like, I mean, the son's the cover of his album. His latest album, his son's on the cover, right? I feel like it's almost a prop. You know, for his career. I know he loves his son. Yeah. And he's crazy about him as a father, but it feels like now the son's part of his brand. And I'm never okay with that. Because yeah. the kid still hasn't been able to choose to go to those shows and to be there. Or to and be to in be the public eye. Everywhere. everywhere. Um, he's adorable, though. No, he's, he's so cute. And listen, shout out to him for loving his son. Yeah. I'm happy about that. But to me, it's just... It's just too much. It's just too much. That's I just forget. I'm gonna go back to the late great Whitney. Do you recall when Whitney won all those Grammy Awards and American Music Awards for The Bodyguard? And Bobby Christina was young. She wasn't mm-hmm. that young. She mm-hmm. was like three or four. Mm-hmm. And she brought Bobby Christina to every award show. She would bring her up on stage. And I'd be looking. I'm like, what time of night is it there? It's, it's the end of the award show. And Bobby's up on stage, Bobby Christina. And I felt like even then she didn't want to be there. And you look at, she kind of talked about her not, you know, she didn't want that public She didn't want to be in the public eye. But her and Bobby, were her, Bobby Brown and Whitney were kind of bringing her around. Not as a prop to show what they've done in their marriage, but it felt... It felt forced then. So I think people, the celebrities need to take a cue and realize, let these kids, you know, kind of mature and then decide. Like, my son's at an age now, he's six, and he thinks he's 16, but he's at an age mm-hmm. now where he can decide whether he wants to have his photo taken. Right. He tells me, I don't want to have a picture taken right now, Dad. Put the camera away. You know? Yeah, it's just, <laughs> listen, I, it just, I don't know. It just rubs me the wrong way. And listen, I'm not a parent. I don't know about. It just seems to me that you should have your baby on at that age on some kind of a sleep schedule. Mm, I agree. I, I just agree. feel like, and if you're popping up at every award show that your dad is going, I mean, and do you want him to see the Nicki Minaj performance? Ooh, child, that. Do right you want there. him exposed to everything at the BET Awards? Since you brought it up, I'm gonna be quick. But I felt <laughs> that performance was just not good for Nicki Minaj. Really? Why? I saw on Twitter people were like roasting her because of the way she was just being overly sexual and but I feel like that she lo- isn't that her? Yes, but I feel like with like Anaconda and other songs the music was so hot. With this music a lot of folks don't know Chung Lee, the lyrics to Chung Lee in the other songs she performed to. But that don't mean she but, should be hot with it. I don't know. It just seemed like she was on the ground, groping, grinding, popping, and, and it just it didn't look tasteful. Like, you sound other like times, such a parent. It felt, no, I'll be honest. <laughs> people on Twitter were letting her have it. Like, there was this meme of some guy who was, like, in the audience who was watching, who was, like, rolling his eyes while she was doing it. And to me, that was kind of, like, what the general consensus was on social media. You know, her, her, her Nicki Minaj arm was like fighting against everybody. Right. But I don't think maybe I'm getting old, Jackie. I listen. I didn't enjoy the award show. I'm getting I, old. I actually enjoyed it. I mean, there were moments. I mean, I am not a hip hop fan or hip I, I mean, it's not like I dislike hip hop, but it's just not my genre of music. I just don't really listen to a lot of it unless it's pop. You know, yeah. if Will Smith comes back with something, mm-hmm. I'm all in. Because I can understand him. I don't understand. Like, well, I think Migos has a whole different language because even when they were accepting their awards and they said something at the end, and I was like, Mama, what did they say? Right? I was like, yeah. what was that? Uh-huh. What did I they say? I felt like they were having like, some sort of like a seizure moment. I, I think it's not a whole little seizures, secret language. But it's too much. Mm-mm. I don't get it. I don't get it. Well, two That's things that we have to talk about that yeah. happened during the BET Awards that was actually in, during the commercial break is this whole Netflix ad that they showed, The Strong Black Lead. That was phenomenal. That was amazing. That was phenomenal. But uh, let, me just, let me just say, I do want to give a little back, little back. Please. Um, Backstory and some tea here because you and the there, tea. there is a, a PR executive who was fired 
two days prior to Jonathan Friedland for using the N-word. For using the N-word. And when I watched that spot, I was like, oh, my God, is this Netflix trying to kind of counteract what happened? But what I found out was they actually filmed that. Months Long ago, time ago. And they planned months ago. They bought the time months ago to air it. Right. During the BT Awards, Netflix almost pulled out because they thought audiences might think what I was thinking. Right. But they said, let's run and it's beautifully shot. These actors. There is no way. Time. No way they could have had all that done post this man being fired. Oh, totally. totally. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. But it was great. I, and yeah. can I tell you one thing? I'm hmm. a big fan of Netflix. And I feel like I, I'll never forget interviewing Laverne Cox and mm. um, Danielle Brooks in 2013 for Orange is New Black before it even came that out. That you did. Yes. Yeah, before yeah. it even came out for the Grio. Yeah. And I'll never forget that I saw in that moment a trans woman who we never had trans women on TV. Yeah. And Danielle Brooks, who was this you know, heavy set black, dark skinned woman. Beautiful. So talented. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? We wouldn't find these stories anywhere but Netflix. Like this this new streaming platform is breaking ground and giving us storylines we might not see on CBS. We might not see on ABC. And that's what Netflix is now for me. It's it's this place for diverse storytelling. Well remember the first year uh, after the first season of Orange is the New Black when they got all those nominations for the yes. Emmys and Golden Globes and with such a diverse cast the network were so it just afraid. diversified the red carpets mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. year to see all these beautiful women of color in different shapes and sizes. Yep. It was a beautiful thing to watch because I covered the Emmys that year on the red carpet. And it was just, oh. This young kid who was um, from Stranger Things who was reading during that commercial. He Caleb said, McLaughlin. A, he said, this is a new day built from the ground, broken by, broken by legends. A day for our generation to see untold experiences of our blackness. Let me tell you, if you have not seen um, this ad, um, go to Strong Black Lead. They have a page on Instagram or just Google Strong Black Lead and Netflix because I love that, you know, there was this it was there was a video. But at the end of it, there was this posed photograph that was a throwback to the 1958 Photo, a great day in Harlem with prominent jazz figures, right? Yes, right. Picture in my kitchen next to it. Jesus. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's one Praise of those. B. But the, you know, so Alfre Woodard, I call him Luke Cage. Nothing else. Spike Lee, <laughs> Ava DuVernay, <laughs> Lena Waithe, Laverne Cox, mm, Danielle yeah. Brooks. So many um, beautiful African Americans in that photograph. If you haven't seen it or seen the video. Go and check it out. And I love Netflix for doing this. Mm -hmm. I -hmm. mean, I I love them. I mean, I'm already a huge Netflix fan. Yep. They're spending $2 billion this year in marketing and advertising. Just They went up from $1 million last year. In the black community? No, just entirely. (laughs) But I think that commercial is a good example. They probably spent a ton of money getting all those, flying all those folks out and and hiring. Because it was shot beautifully, you know? It was it yeah. was beautiful, but let's not forget that they also now Shonda Rhimes is going over to Netflix, mm-hmm. and also Barack and Michelle. Yep, the Obamas are going to be doing some producing, producing yes. some products projects over there. One other thing we want to mention because we have time now Oop. is I the I roll because <laughs> <laughs> we have uh, we have uh, some extra time now. Yeah. Um, the hate you give trailer. Yes. Did you see that? I saw that. I, I don't know if it debuted during the BET Awards with Regina sure Hall yep. and this other woman, um, a young lady who plays her daughter. But did you see when they presented together? And yeah. it was like a little shake from Regina. Regina. What was going I th- on? I felt like Regina, It was what was the, what was the category for? Because I, I don't so even remember. Mentioning, 
I don't know. I feel like it seemed like she was very bothered in that moment about something. Yes. And it almost looked to me like she was bothered by her co-star. Yes. Let me tell you, I've interviewed Regina a few different times, and she's one of those women, if you know her from her scary movie work or some of her earlier comedic roles, she plays this really crazy, turned-up character. But in real life, y'all, she's very serious. Like, she's a very serious, she she can have a stoic presence. Yeah. I've walked into junkets with her. And she's so she's so smart. She's also very very brilliant. Yeah, like she can give you some sound bites that you would not expect. I agree. And I think sometimes when you see someone who you expect to be always on and silly and funny to be stoic and serious, you think she's angry. But I just feel like she was just being Regina. She was just she was just trying to show a different side of herself. Maybe I don't think so. Maybe the BET Awards isn't the place for that. I don't. But I think, I she think was trying something to give y'all... something was going on. And Chris, I need you I'm to get, do I'm some gonna, digging listen, and I'm come back put, to us and listen, let us know. I'm gonna put the hounds on it. I'm gonna put the hounds on it. I'm gonna release the hounds. I will come back with all every little ounce of tea. Yes, I need to know because I I was captivated by that. But one last thing we have to talk about: Anita Baker, Yolanda Adams. I mean, Lettucey, Lettucey, shout out, Marsha Ambrosia, Bajaboo. Yes, yes. <laughs> I can't say her name either, but I, I, can. I, I, I love her. I do too, but Yolanda Adams. And can I tell you though, Jackie, um, quiet is kept. I was ready to turn the BET Awards off because mm. it was too much hippity hoppy for me. Hippity but I was hoppy. waiting for Miss Anita, legendary, iconic Anita Baker. Yeah. And she, I felt like that, that Yolanda, that moment with Yolanda was a gave me my whole life. Like, yes. I got up off my couch. I oh. told my boyfriend, give me a moment. I'm sorry I'm acting crazy, <laughs> but I waited this whole night for this. Yes. The only problem I had, y'all, was Anita did not perform. Why didn't Anita get the mic and, and go up there and sing? Because they don't. When you they get don't. the, no. Oh. When you get Lifetime Achievement on BET, you don't perform. Okay. Other people perform okay. for you and you come up and say it Yes. But only thing I missed in that performance was Layla Hathaway. Something was off. I couldn't, there was Someone who was that missing. Was, it was Layla Hathaway. But I thought about Regina Bell. Like folks like she her contemporaries. Nice. Yes. I wish I could have seen more of them. I love these young girls. And I do Lettucey too. is iconic. Oh, love. You know, she's, and beautiful. she's an up and coming legend. Yeah. However, like I would have liked to see Patti LaBelle. The folks that grew up with her that yeah. went through. Especially since she's retiring. Oh, she yeah. said that? Yeah, she's, oh, she's, oh, wow. this is her, okay. you know, farewell, her farewell tour. tour. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That's why I she was on the Tom Joyner cruise this year. Who, Anita? Yeah, Sunday, oh which was important to me because I've, you know, I was a little concerned, <laughs> Anita, but you came out with a good, good, good Sunday wig and it looked moisturized and ready to go. I was like, yes, wig. Speaking of retirement, let's give, <laughs> let's give a shout out to Deborah Lee. Yeah, Deborah Lee. It was her final BET Awards. And I love that she's just been this formidable force behind the scenes sometimes, in front of the scenes. And uh, <laughs> Jackie, what a little, you can be a little extra I love Deborah right Lee. Here. Okay. No, and I got to say, I think I'm curious now to see what direction BET goes into. You talked about them having this offshoot. BT her. Um, I don't really know who's taking her job per yeah. se, but I know that she's been able to bring funding in from Viacom. She's worked well with the executives. Uh, Philippe Dumont, who was the executive uh, at Viacom, who really, mm. I think she had this rapport with him where she was able to have access to an untapped amount of resources to pour into BET. I'm hoping we don't see a decline in their content without Deborah, but I don't I don't think that we will, but I hope that we see more. When you see a network like a Netflix stepping up and doing diversity like they are yep. and giving so much opportunity, I hope that that challenges a BET 
to do more with that platform. I always want better and more mm-hmm. for BET because it took them a long time to even get into scripted television, oh, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. They stayed in that reality zone for a long time, and then they finally got into it. Um, and, you know, with Being Mary Jane mm-hmm. and some other shows. But hopefully they'll continue to do that and, you know, just bring us, you know, more quality programs. my conspiracy theory really fast? Yeah. Okay. Tyler Perry is leaving OWN. And going to BET. And going to BET. Yeah. But Tyler has talked when Oprah was launching OWN, he gave a few sound bites on different red carpets saying that he had a dream, too, of launching his own network. Wait a so minute. I'm like, wait. Wait a minute. Girl, I am with I'm you. Like, you know what? Could Tyler. Deborah Lee. Tyler. Tyler. coins really? to create content. He's a genius. Could he, he be knows taking that. over? He knows BET's audience. I would not be surprised if Tyler has a big old office up on the executive floor at BET and begins And becomes the new CEO. Be- why not? Oprah's doing it. You know, I would and, love to see that. I would, I, and I feel like Tyler bringing his audience to BET, creating a Sunday morning platform there like they used to have with the gospel infusion yeah. that Tyler can do. He could do so much because it doesn't just have to be one network for black people. No, you know what I mean? No, there just doesn't have to be theory. one. They didn't announce it yet, y'all, but I I'm with have a that. feeling I Tyler's going to have a bigger role there. Yes. Sip, sip. Cheers. <laughs> Let's talk about some topics. Are you a fan of The Handmaid's Tale? Uh, yes. yes, praise yeah. be. Praise be by his hand. Under his eye. Under, oh, yes. Come on, come on. I like that. We got to create some black, some black vernacular for Handmaid's Tale. Like, create some. We do. Child, like they do with be. Game of Thrones, uh-huh. Dem we Thrones, need to figure something and all that. Uh-huh. We do. We got to work on that. Yes. Okay, by praise the next show. Praise him, child. So, that could be something. Praise him, child. Yeah, praise him, child. That's a good one. <laughs> praise him, child. That's going to be the hashtag. Because you say it more stoic. Praise him, child. Praise him, child. Because you can't smile. Nothing you got to let the child With your up. bonnet. Praise, praise him, child. child. Look down. <laughs> So listen, this last episode, episode 11, if you haven't seen it yet, it came out yesterday. Who do we hear? Ooh. Have you seen it yet? So, no, I haven't seen well, it. Listen, There's a story there, but yeah. Let me tell you, I um, have only gotten a little more than halfway through. Okay. okay. But I heard, I, I watched I'm like on enough. episode three of what? the second season. Well, so there's a story. Basically, what? Basically, y'all know I'm a budding entrepreneur. So I'm, I'm watching my queens. And my brother got me like one of those Amazon Fire Sticks. Yeah. And he put this thing called Cody on there where you can watch things. I'm not too sure you're supposed to have it on there. I'm like, you're not supposed to talk about Oopsie that. Oopsie daisies. You're not supposed but to talk about stopped, it. But it stopped working, so my brother took it back to Ohio. Because they're going to shut it down. You're not supposed okay. to talk talk about it okay well, just well, say you got a fire short, stick long story short oh. on my budget so anybody out there listening tweet me your hulu password <laughs> and i can watch this one <laughs> dm me your username and password oh my God. praise be child let me and i can watch you. this weekend I, still, I, I gotta catch up but i watched this clip <clears throat> we're gonna discuss this one i'm, yeah, I'm into because it because they they had a moment and I, i'm not gonna spoil anything especially for you who's basically at the beginning can of I the get season your, can, can i get your uh, password <laughs> listen <laughs> yes you can because you need that, to get caught up but let me ask you do y'all feel like that's something the friends should be asking for no i had a few friends Af- no over I'm a certain like, age no yeah right over a certain age no but I only have Hulu for Handmaid's Tale. I wouldn't get it for anything else. I have a girlfriend that broke up with a guy who, she, I don't know why she gave him her password <laughs> in the first place. Because we, unless we marry, we should have our own password. For Netflix, For Hulu, Netflix everything. and all that. Okay, listen, okay, we, okay. listen, no. So she gave him her passwords, and after they broke up, he was still using it Mm-mm. in his house where he lived, where he was renting with out to woman? somebody, uh, to another no. woman. Yes. No. And so somebody else is using her password. I would have. Uh-uh. 
no, 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 Let's no. See, no. That's what you get. Okay. Ladies, keep your passwords to mm-hmm. yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, so at episode eleven of season two, you're. Uh, um, uh, I'm trying to think of the main character's name. Offred, right? Offred, yeah, yeah. June. yeah. What's her name? No, Judy. It's June. June is her. June, June is, her, is her, real her real name, but Offred is the name. Yes. So she's, you know, in a car and she's listening to the radio, and a voice comes on, and everybody is like, "Is that? Oh my God!" And yes, indeed, it it's is the Lady one and only o, Oprah Winfrey, the voice of God. Basically. Those two worlds <laughs> coming together means so much to me. I know, and you know what? I saw people freaking out on social media Wednesday because they drop on Wednesday each each new yeah episode, every Wednesday right? every um, every Wednesday at midnight at midnight. And I and I gotta tell you, I think I kind of saw this coming because I I knew. Here's the thing: Come on. I didn't see it coming in terms of how they were going to work her in, but Oprah had expressed. That that was the show, her biggest show last year. She talked really? about in interviews. If people ever asked her, "What are you watching? What are you into?" Handmaid's Tale. I have to tell you, a friend told me about it, and I think <laughs> it's just the most amazing. I mean, she was talking about Handmaid's Tale over her own own content, our own. Really? So I kind of had a feeling if those producers were listening, they might think of a way, especially after her speech at the Oscars. Yes. You know where she talked about you know the state of politics and Me Too movement, and people were saying, "Oh, time's up." Yep. So I was like, that, "It's just brilliant." And this writer, I saw this writer, Kira Snyder, who co-wrote the episode. Yeah, yeah. She talked about how um, Oprah, last year during the Hollywood Reporter, they do this big roundtable for Emmy contenders. Yeah. Oprah kept going to Elizabeth Moss's door and knocking on her door, dressing room, her dressing room door before they filmed this contenders uh, special. And like jumping in, asking her questions about season two. Like, And she would leave and she was like, she thought she was done. Mm. Oprah would come back and be like, girl, but what about really? this other character? She would come back? So Oprah Geeks is like a geek for this show. Oh my God. I almost feel like she might have called and been like, look. What would you do if you were watching The Handmaid's <laughs> Tale and you had no idea and Oprah showed up as a Martha? I would have died. I would have just died. <laughs> I would die. You know, I'm kind of glad Oprah's not acting in the show. Me too. Because it would distract. It would would distract. I I feel like at this point in Oprah's career, I like her more in roles like this, where it's Mm -hmm. more the voice of her, her likeness. Because she's just so, she's such a larger than life character. She is. You can't put a bonnet on her or a black cloak and and her disappear in it. No. It ain't going to happen. You can't. Those days are over. Those are over. From the color purple. Same thing with like Barack Obama, Michelle Obama. If they tried to act anything, you're going to see them. They're too big. They're larger than life. So it, it it won't work. Yeah, it's very true. Because she was a little distracting to me in Greenleaf, which I love. And I loved her in it, mm-hmm. but it was just hard for me just not to be just captivated by the fact that it was Oprah. Oh, same thing for but Wrinkle in Time. But she's a great time. actress. I saw her in Wrinkle in Time that came out this year, and she was so phenomenal. But I didn't see her as, I think it was Miss Witch or Miss Who, one of them misses. Um, I just saw Miss <laughs> Winfrey. You know, I saw Miss Winfrey with great makeup. A, 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 her face was beat for the gods. Yeah. But I didn't see the character. Yeah. And that's because it's just her. She's a, she's a national treasure. And her her the way she delivers her lines, it's hard for her to get the cadence of any character beyond who she's playing. But I got to say, people on Twitter, though, were going at it, discussing how that show is sort of like a parallel to what's happening right now in society. Do you feel it like that? It is. Like I do, politics? especially especially when they do. Like, people will say, um, come on, it's not going to be that extreme where women are held in captivity, you know, and raped. Oh, yeah. Um, you Brian know, Stutler their... from CNN, he said, we are not a few steps away from The Handmaid's Tale. Well, this I don't is... think this kind of, fe- of kind of fear-mongering helps anybody. Well, this is, let's explain why he said that. So I don't agree, by the way. Amy Siskind said she tweeted out after the whole um, Border Patrol situation. Border Patrol has set up checkpoints en route 
195, I-95 in New Hampshire and Maine and are asking people, what country are oh you God, a citizen so of? And what are a few steps? She said, we are a few steps from The Handmaid's Tale. And Brian responded to that saying, basically, and I'm paraphrasing, what, you know, just what you said. He was yeah. like, come on now. But people let him they have it. They let him have it. And also, Brian lives in, I'm sorry, he's a white man. Mm-hmm. He comes from, I don't know his background, but he started the site uh, Media, what was the site? TV Newser. He's getting paid. He started that. Did he? Yes, he owns it. He oh might have owned God. it. I think it was bought from him. I didn't but know he that. He lives in a lavish apartment. I won't give his address away, but he lives in a lavish apartment what in part Manhattan. Of town is it? In Manhattan. <laughs> um he's not he's not, I think, part of the culture that feels disenfranchised and overlooked, which which really is, I think, the folks that would suffer. In a society like The Handmaid's Tale, you know? Well, so it's exactly what happens because say, when you look at The Handmaid's Tale, right? So they sprinkle black people. They sprinkle black people in there here and there. So you got to wonder, where are all the black people? Because it's, when they do the flashbacks, right, to society, like modern day, to mm-hmm, where we are mm-hmm, now. Mm-hmm. And, and that's why people say they could see The Handmaid's Tale-esque type things happening. Yeah. Because, you know, people are on their cell phones. They're working at universities. You know, LGBTQ, you know, uh, you know the community is, is thriving. But then you see little hints of things happening here and there on the show. Yeah, yeah. And I think that <clears throat> that people like you describe Brian to be, I don't know him. Nor, we're not good but the people, or anything. But, but the people who are like, oh, that can never happen. Yeah. That can never, that kind of thing can I never happen. Like the, they were want, the main ones mm-hmm. that in like Offred. She yep. was one of the main ones. That felt this was And had a black happen. husband. But I feel like because black folks, we are just generations removed from shackles. So I feel like it's in my rearview mirror all the time. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm constantly waiting for the rug to be swept from under my feet. Oprah said when she first began making money, she would go, she was making millions, but she would yeah. still go to stores and run her credit card and be nervous when it wasn't going to clear. She's very frugal. Because, she takes her lunch every we, day. we're just generations removed from that. So I think Brian's depiction of, of where we are in society and where we could go, I know we just we just came from, my, my grandparents couldn't eat at restaurants because they were black. They had mm. to sit in the colored section. So I don't think it's too far fetched that society could somehow Listen, little work girls, its way back to the police are being called on little girls for selling bottles of water on the yep. sidewalk today. But I want to tell you, this writer who I referenced earlier, Kira yeah. Snyder, she was talking about this episode and Oprah and just like how important the show is right now within our current political climate. And she was saying that that's kind of what's important about this show. That it's so important for us to remember we have to hold on to our values and that's what it means to be patriotic patriotic dissent is patriotic protest is patriotic so i think that when folks watch this show and you see where off red and them are at you go to the protest downtown you get out there and you vote so that we do not end up where we it feels like we're going you listen know? they're this already Justice kennedy the, <laughs> who's stepping down he was the one who made um gay marriage happen yep we gotta he get was ready. the one deciding vote that made it happen they're talking about reversing roe versus wade child my passport is ready by his hand child my passport, my <laughs> under passport, his eye under his eye child no but listen passport to me ready. think I'm about ready. this because you're a fan of the show where are all the black people on this show? Mm. Where are they? No. They're, you know what? Let me, you know, you always have a theory. Yep. Let me tell you mine. And the Asians, nope. by the way. Thank you. Let me tell you what's going to happen. Probably in season three, we might see a hint of it 
in se- at the end of season two, there's going to be a resistance. Mm. I think Alfred is going to get away. This is purely speculation on my part. Okay. I haven't seen okay. anything I love in advance. It's a conspiracy, though. I love yeah. it. Alfred is going to finally get away and get to Canada and hook up with her husband, who's okay. black, mm-hmm. and her best friend, yep. who's black. From Orange is the New Black. Right, from Orange is the New Black. <laughs> some, some, some Myra Wiley. Yep, Samira Wiley. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so she's going to hook up with them. They are going to be in touch with this underground of black people who are going to be part of the resistance. Oh, my God. That would be amazing. Right. Black folks. rise If they went that way and they they were part of saving people Mm -hmm. and bringing them to freedom. Hello, Underground Railroad. They could bring the whole Netflix black audience over over to Hulu. Let me tell you, You that whole season Mm -hmm. could be like an Underground Railroad-esque. Viola Davis. Sometimes they could be casting these roles. Alfred Woodard. It could be. Bring over the legends. Bring over the legends. And have them running some kind of society. That would be brilliant. Come on. Because when you look at uh, you know, because Samira, they, they do have sprinkles of black people there. So, you know, they're not just ousted. There mm-hmm. doesn't seem to be a racial factor to yeah. to this system that they've set up mm-hmm. now. But where are all the black people? But where's Oprah? So Oprah, who was playing a broadcaster, right? Right. She's where in Canada. She broadca- okay, so maybe Canada. where Oprah is. This is what I'm saying. That's Oprah where the husband Gail and the best friend. And Man and all the black <laughs> folks there held up in the compound where I would be. So I'm going to run to Canada as soon as as soon as soon I get a, a whim Something's up. of something going down in this country. Right. Yeah, I'm going to be running. When, I'm once a log is out. overturned, I'm going to helicopter out with you. Listen. Yep, if I have to swim. to the compound with Oprah. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about the Academy Awards because okay, yes. they just um, brought in a bunch of new members, almost a thousand new members they brought yeah, in. Yeah, yeah. So 928 to be exact. And there were a lot of women, but a lot of minorities. Yeah. I'm, first of all, I'm very happy about yeah. this list. I'm, 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 I think it's great to see a lot of the fresh new stars like yeah. Tiffany Haddish, who I, I, I tell everybody this story. I was sitting down with Tiffany in April of 2016 at a restaurant in Los Angeles interviewing her and no one knew who she was. She had a small role in the Carmichael show. Even even a year ago at yeah. the Essence Festival, no one knew who Tiffany Haddish was. No one yeah. had seen the movie yet. But now she is arguably one of the biggest black female comedians in She's TV and She's one of the film. biggest comedians right yeah. now. So She's everywhere. I love that Tiffany was invited. I love seeing uh, Daniel Kaluuya, Kavanjane Wallace, 14 years, the, 14 years, the, the youngest. Um, I think she's a little too young. Agreed. agreed. I, a lot of movies she can't even see. Ooh. She's too Ooh, young. I didn't think about that. I mean, come on. I didn't think about that. Jada Pinkett Smith, I'm shocked she wasn't already a part of the Academy. Yeah. Um, and I'm also surprised they invited her after she called the Academy Thank out. you. With the Oscar yes. So White protest. She made that video yeah. saying we should boycott. I'm curious to see if she actually accepts. So this is just folks. These are just folks that were invited. Yeah. I'm curious to see if she accepts. And I think it's great to also see they're really revving up the numbers. In 2015, they invited 322 yeah. new invitees. And now we're at 928. For one class. Class. For one class. Yeah. So I think the fact that they're really advancing. I but love I will it. have to say, I'm a little shocked by this. If all the folks that were invited this year accept, only 31% will be women of mm-hmm. the Academy mm-hmm. in, in total and only 16% people of color. We still have a so long Academy, way to go. We have to still hold them accountable. They have yeah. a really long way to go. Listen, I think oh, go ahead. I'm with sorry. the fact that black folks spend so much at the box office and watching content on streaming services, yes. there should be 50%, if not more, yeah. people of color. Yeah, and you have to look at the Academy Awards last year in the directing category when there were so many films by women mm-hmm. um, and other films you know, but with you black people, but you didn't see for... all the nominees were white men yep. for the directing category. Mm-hmm. And I was shocked by that. I was I was appalled. So I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that the Academy, you know, 
continues on this journey. I do too. And I'm I'm impressed by this list. I'm happy about I'm hoping that. that. I'm hoping that these folks accept the nomination that yeah. they received or the invite. Um, and I hope that the Academy finds a way to freshen up the broadcast too because I hope that this year it's not as boring as last year. Yeah. Because they're losing viewership. You know, we yeah, talked about are. BET. BET's numbers and streaming numbers so are rising. So maybe the B, they need to hire BET to produce yeah, the Academy Awards. So. Let I Jamie Foxx so. host. Or just hire me and you. Like, and let, enjoy it. Like, we, we can make it pop. But should Migos be presenting oh, at the Academy Awards? Oh, not the Migos. Although I did Love and <laughs> Hustle and Flow perform that year. That Whoop nice. that trick. Yeah. yeah it's but it was real because it was in a movie. Yeah. But yeah. what is that movie, Superfly, that they're doing the remake on? Yeah, that's out already. I didn't see it. There's so many great movies out so right much. now. So, many. so much. So much. with the movie Traffic? Did you see that oh, with the K on the end? I didn't see with that With Omar one. Epps and um, Paula Patton? I, I saw the trailer, but I would I tried to see it in the movie theater, and it wasn't anywhere. Oh, oh, that's a problem. I couldn't find it. Netflix should scoop that up. They really should, yeah, because the, the trailer looked good. Let's give a, a, a shout-out to the Jackson family yeah. and send our, congo- our prayers and Legendary condolences family. to them. Joe Jackson... The patriarch of that family uh, died on Wednesday at the age of 89. He had uh, cancer. Pancreatic cancer. Yeah. Oh, so sad. It's so sad. And I got to say, I've always had mixed feelings for Joe Jackson. I think that the way that he's been portrayed by some of his family and also within the media, I think about the Jackson family story, that, that yeah, miniseries. Yeah. He was, to me, the villain of the family. But also, it's been great to see like Paris Jackson and Latoya Jackson. A lot of the family has come out and praised him and says that you've yeah. made the most famous family in Hollywood. Yeah. And were it not for you, we wouldn't be where we are. So he did something right at the end of the day. What's your favorite song from the Jacksons? Michael Jackson, Janet Jackson, the Ooh. Jacksons as a whole, if you had to choose one. Michael Jackson, it's not just for the song, it's also for the video. Mm. Do you remember the time? Ooh. That video changed my life when I was a little kid. It just, I thought it was like the art, the Egyptian culture, the yeah. madness of it all. Yeah, as the queen, I love seeing like the <laughs> I black wish you could see royalty. him moving his neck right no, now. No, because he did all of this with yes. the shoulders. That you was know? nice. I, I felt regal when I watched that, and I was like nine years old. He changed the video game. He changed the game. Changed it in so many ways. Yep. Mine, I would have skin. to say, would be two. I would have to say from Michael. Um. Tell me I'm not dreaming. Michael Jackson and Jermaine Jackson. I know okay. it is a lesser known I've song, never seen but it, it is one it? of my favorites. You should listen to it. Okay. Because it's Michael and Jermaine. It's a duet that one of the rare duets that they did together, and I love it. And then Janet Jackson 24 play. Oh. Right? Wait, can I tell you something? That's not on iTunes. I don't know why. It's I don't know. It's like they tried to erase that song from, from any really? digital. Yeah. Oh, that is I my love shit. 24. Let me find out, Jackie, you a little freaking league, because that's a freaking league song, okay? <laughs> listen to the lyrics to that, y'all, and tell me that's not a little freaking league. Song. I did not know Jackie. That I is did not my... know. I did not know. Okay. <laughs> That's my shit. That That's is my... a little freaking song. It's getting popping. And it's so sweetly a freaking song, right? Mm, let me find it's out. It's such a sweet little song. Let me find out, Jackie. <laughs> That's one of them bedroom numbers. That's my jam. All right. Well, Chris, it is time to go, but it has uh, been a pleasure as always so sitting amazing. with you. I adore you. Despite the eye rolls, I had the best time ever. I tell you. Despite the moment. Uh, I need the rest of this bottle today, but God, God is in the room. Jesus is here. So, Chris, thank you. You can follow Chris on social media, Instagram and Twitter. He is at Witherspoon C, which drives me crazy. And on Facebook, he is Chris Witherspoon. 
Yes. And you can follow this wonderful podcast, y'all, on Facebook and Instagram at Read This, Read That, and on Twitter at Read This, Read That. Yes, leave off the the tea. tea. Yeah, no tea. For savings. Um, And be sure to tune in to AM Joy this Saturday and Sunday morning. Joy will be back on air uh, 10 a.m. Eastern on MSNBC. And I'm sure she will be covering some wonderful things with your president, Chris. (laughs) (laughs) You can get Jackie on all her jobs at the Tom Joyner Morning Show every Tuesday and Friday, 8.15 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Also on NBC's New York Live weekdays, 11.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And if you're in Boston on NBC's The Hub, today weekends at 12.30 Eastern Standard Time. Yes, and follow me on social media at Jackie Reed, too. And follow Joyanne. I think she's at Joyanne Reed, right? Because her name is Joyanne and not Joy. All right, you guys. Thanks for joining us. Cheers, Cheers. Clink, clink, clink. Bye. See y'all next time. <laughs> not a day goes by.